Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. It is brought to you by Wizens Law. Rick Samprin here. Luke Vermeer on the other side of the glass producing tonight's program. We have oh, about uh, 70 minutes of Ticats talk ahead of us. You can get in on the fun if you were at the game or partaking um in a different way, social media-wise, or however you are consuming tonight's game, you can um, interact with us at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can vote for your player of the game, give us your general thoughts on tonight's ball game, the atmosphere at Tim Hortons Field, this being the first home game of the 2016 season, even though it's the preseason Uh, Everything uh, went according to plan. No speakers flew or plummeted to the ground. Temporary speakers were up. I'm sure we'll hear a few of those uh, jokes throughout the uh, fifth quarter tonight. But, uh, hey, you can call us up, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter as well, at am900chml and at Rick Samprin. We're also going to hear from a couple of the Tiger Cats that I spoke with uh, earlier on in training camp, one being Chad Owens, one being Brian Simmons. We'll get to uh, those interviews in uh, well, a few minutes or so. And we'll also spread the news about the latest Cats Claws fan club road trip. Game number one for real in the regular season comes next Thursday night, June 23rd. It's a 7.30 p.m. start time as the Hamilton Tiger Cats take on the Toronto Argonauts at the revamped BMO Field. All right, let's get to the scoring summary. And man, oh man, was there ever a lot of scoring because the final score tonight was Hamilton 42 and Ottawa 25. On the first play from scrimmage, not a good sign for the Ticats offensive line as Jeremiah Masoli was sacked for a nine-yard loss. But really after that, Masoli was in charge, going 3-for-3 for 45 yards, engineering a C.J. Gable 11-yard touchdown run about uh, four minutes into the ballgame, 7-0 Cats. Rico Murray then picked off Danny O'Brien. Hamilton, though, turned the ball over on downs about a minute later, and uh, Ottawa capitalized with a three-point play as Chris Milo hit his first of three field goals on the night, 7-3 for the Tiger Cats. Masoli hooking up with Chad Owens on a couple of plays, a 51-yard bomb, and then a 15-yard scoring strike as the newcomer to Tigertown, Owens getting into the end zone, making it 14-3 for the Cats. Rico Murray in what was a pretty strange play on the night, Uh, recovered a fumble, ran it into the end zone, but the officials had blown the play dead. It was a pass to an Ottawa receiver that deflected off that receiver, then into the hands of an offensive lineman who fumbled the ball. Rico Murray picked it up, went to the end zone, but the play was blown dead. So it was originally given Ottawa football, but Ken Austin saying, hold the fort here, what's going on? He challenged, and the play was overturned, so the Ticats got the football just before the end of the first quarter. Going into quarter number two, leading 14-3, to the Cats continued to pounce. Quinton Pointer on a 52-yard touchdown run on a fake punt made it 20-3 to because Cody Mandel missed the extra point. It did end up being 21-3 because Cody Mandel missed a 49-yard field goal, 21-3, about three and a half minutes into the second period. Mandel then punted a 61-yard punt single to make it 22-3. to Jeff Matthews entered in at quarterback. 
Ticat special teamers doing it again. Trey Wolf recovered a fumbled punt or muffed punt at the Ottawa 27, ran it in for a touchdown. 28-3 was the score at that point because Mandel missed yet another extra point. Chris Milo closed out the scoring in the first half with a 43-yard field goal, so to the locker rooms they went 28-6, Hamilton leading. Third quarter erupts, and the Ottawa Redblacks get back on the board, this time with a one-yard touchdown run by Travis Green. The two-point conversion was good, so Hamilton's lead cut in half, 28 14. Just a few minutes later, Bet Maher hit a 46-yard field goal to make it 31-14 for the Cats. Hamilton added to their lead early in the fourth quarter, just 20 seconds in to the final period. Ross Schurman on a one-yard touchdown run made it 38-14. Danny O'Brien and the Redlocks, though, responded. O'Brien running in from 13 yards out, 38-22 the score because another two-point convert was good for the Red Blacks. Brett Maher hit a 44-yard field goal, his second of the night, extending Hamilton's lead to 41-22. He was just short on a 62-yard field goal attempt. He ends his night 2-for-3, 42-22 the score, and Chris Milo with 59 seconds to play in the ballgame, uh, connected on his third trifecta of the evening, 26-yarder to make the score 42 20 Five. So here we go. General thoughts on the game. Did you go to the game? Let's talk about the atmosphere if you did. Your thoughts on the impending regular season. We'll take your vote for player of the game as well. And when all is said and done, just before midnight tonight, we will name our fifth quarter fan of the night. Let's start with Adam, who's called into the fifth quarter. Adam, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Were you at the game tonight? Yeah, my wife and I went. It was uh, a quiet night <laughs> at Tim Hortons Field. wasn't <laughs> as loud as it normally is. No, there weren't. There weren't a lot of people there, were there? No, no, and not not the same uh, rambunctious crowd that we normally are. But it was still a great night. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion. Do you think the Tiger Cats would keep two international kickers? Because Mandel is a terrible field goal kicker, but has an unbelievable punt. And Mark has a booming leg with a field goal, but his punching skills aren't as good. Do you think they would keep two international kickers? The only way I see them kicking or keeping two American kickers is if they stuff one on the practice roster. And, and that might be what they do. But after watching the first game and after watching tonight's game, I can't see how they keep Cody Mandel. I, I just can't. I, I agree. As good as a puncher as he is, I mean, one of his field goal attempts, he barely got the thing six feet off the ground. Yeah. That's not really, that's not excusable in professional football. And, and, and that was the case on some of his kickoffs as well. The, the trajectory, the hang time is is simply not there. Brett Maher is a, at this point in his career, is just a more complete kicker. And if you're talking not only field position with punts, which Mandel is the better punter, but when you're talking about taking points off the board, coaches pull their hair out at that point. So I'm, I'm giving a huge edge to Brett Maher. Still with us, Adam? I think we lost him. I'm not sure if Adam was going to nominate Cody Mandel or Maher as the player of the game. But Adam, hey, if you want to call back and nominate a player, certainly do that. Tweet from Jimmy. Thoughts on the game? Chad looked really good in his first home game. He'll fit well. The O 
was on fire, ready for the season. So I'll put down Chad Owens as his player of the game, seeing that that's the only player that he named. So Chad's on the board with a player of the game nomination. Send in your vote via tweet at am900chml at Rick Zamprin. You can call in 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email as well, rick at 900chml.com. Back to the phones. Darcy's on the line. Darcy, how are you? Hey, Rick. How you doing? I'm okay. You? Not too bad. Uh, yeah, your last call kind of stole my thunder. I was going to ask about that kicking game. Because um, the one guy, I know I know he's never been a field goal kicker, uh, Cody Mandel. That's why he's such an amazing punter. Correct. But in this league, it's uh, it's very hard to do all three. Um, you know, like kicking, kicking field goals and punting. It's just, 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 just a hell of a task for one guy to do. It's a long season, but uh, I think Mar. I have to agree. I think he's got he's got the edge. Yeah, and kicking. I understand where you're coming from in terms of you know it's hard to do all three. I I think it's hard to do all three exceptionally well. I mean yeah. the 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 Paulus Baldistons of the world don't grow on trees anymore. Exactly, uh, for yeah. for whatever reason, these guys are more nowadays are more specialists than anything. Uh, even with Justin Medlock last year, who was a phenomenal field goal kicker. Um, you know, struggled with punting and, and wasn't the greatest on kickoffs, although he could get the ball down the field. Um, yeah. But nowadays, for whatever reason, they're just not well-rounded as they used to be. They don't well, yeah. make them like they used to. Yeah, exactly. But w- with regards to this year, I believe this is the first going to be the first year in uh, Ken Austin's tenure that uh, we really don't have the depth, the amazing depth that we've had in the last three years. I don't know if you agree, but we've... Um, we could go three, four deep, and I, we've lost quite a few guys, and which no fault of our own through free agency. But uh, I believe that our depth is uh, not as strong, and if we we can't afford to get a lot of injuries as, as we did in the past. And um, I, uh, you know what, I, w- I would agree with that. Uh, not necessarily on offense, but certainly on defense. And and we're yeah. and we're already seeing with the injuries. I mean, Devon Washington is on the six-game injured list. Chase Minifield, the other projected starting cornerback is not only gone for the rest of the season but after he suffered a suspected ruptured Achilles they said all right you're out of here you're you've been released yeah. uh, now you got two other guys who were kind of or at least one in, in Terrell Davis who was nicked up tonight uh pointer showed great on special teams so did Trey Wolf but are those the answers when you're facing a Ricky Ray and a Henry Burris and a Mike Riley and a Bo Levi Mitchell, can they get the job done week in and week out? And there's other, you know, question marks on defense. Do we have an answer at middle linebacker? And, you know, who else fills in beside Ted Laurent? I think there's a question mark there as well. Yeah, exactly. The defense has a lot of holes, which it hasn't had in a long time. Uh, I don't know if we're going to have to plug it through uh, cuts from other teams or... uh... Yeah, they can do that. I wouldn't necessarily call them holes, but I would I would say we just don't know the answer to these guys. I mean, they yeah. could come in and really set the CFL on fire, but odds are they probably won't. Yeah, I was kind of sad to see uh, most of our defense go down the road to the Argos, like uh, Hickman and Hall. Uh, Hickman was a hell of a player, but... Brian anyway, Bulky too? Yeah, Bulky. I know he's been injured in over two years, but... Uh, mm-hmm. That's a lot of depth we lost. And the, the, the only one thing I wanted to touch on, I don't understand. I don't know why Hamilton did not re-sign Medlock. Because he was the one guy. He's the best. In, in my opinion, he's the best kicker in the league. Yes. He can kick 62-yard field goals like uh, 
like in his sleep. But yeah, so I'm, I, that's I, the, only, the only thing I'm kind of perplexed at. Like he won a, a playoff game last year, so I, I just don't understand that one. I think there's there's no question it came down to dollars and cents because it wasn't a performance issue. It wasn't that the guys didn't like him. It wasn't that um, uh, you know he was a, a guy who was um, going to you know steal the thunder of the other superstars on this team. He was a he was a team guy. He was a well liked guy. Uh, it came down to dollars and cents. I mean, yeah. th- there's no doubt about it. What do you do? You have a read on when you think Caleros might be back. You know, this one's tough because, uh, you know, you, you hear Labor Day, you hear sometime in July, you hear sometime in, in early to mid-August. Uh, I know the team, and, and we've heard from Zach and we've heard from Ken Austin, uh, especially at the start of the camp when we asked them both, you know, what what is, uh, you know, the timeline here? And they both said they have a target date in mind. Uh, they're not going to say what that target date is because they don't want to set any unreal expectations for the player, the team, and the fans, I guess, at the end of the day. but And we're just left guessing. I mean, he was injured in September, had the surgery in October. It's at least nine months to be fully healed and, and rehabbed, and, you know, he's got to be comfortable with it as well. And I asked Kent, um, you know, if if your team starts, I don't know, two and four, two and five, three and five, whatever the record is, you have a losing record and you have an opportunity to start Caleros earlier than you probably would want to, would you do that? And he said flatly, no, they are not going to compromise his health just because they might have a losing record or, or they're 500, they're looking long-term, so why risk him getting re-injured and missing the whole season when you're going to have this guy potentially for the rest of his career? Yeah, exactly. It's a long season, and I uh, I don't know. The offense is going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a, a work in progress with uh, this year. And I, I I don't know. I, I hope Zach. I uh, wish him well, and I hope he gets back as soon as he can. For sure. And 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 to answer your question, my best guess is sometime in August. I think early to mid August would, yeah, would be my so. target date. Uh, Darcy, do you have a, a player of the game nominee? I'd have to say I'd have to go with the kid. Bar. He's uh yeah. He's pretty pretty consistent. Yeah, two for three tonight, and almost nailed that 62-yarder. That would have been impressive. Yeah, I'd have to go with him. Cool. Okay, thank, thanks. thanks for the call. We'll uh, talk to you the rest of the season. That was Darcy on the line here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML, brought to you by Wizens Law. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at AM 900CHML, at Rick Samprin. Here's my... Three players for Player of the Game nominees, and they're all Tiger Cats, and these three names I'm just throwing out there because I thought they were the three that stood out to me, and one of them is not Brett Maher. One of them is Jeremiah Masoli. I thought he was pretty good. He was decent you know, last week, but in very limited time, but tonight... You know, 9 of 15, that's nothing to write home about, but I thought he engineered the offense nicely. I thought he had some good drives, threw for 136 yards, did have a touchdown, and did not turn the ball over. So that is an absolute plus. Didn't run the ball, which we're probably going to see more of that during the regular season, but I think he's just trying to stay healthy because in his mind, there's no doubt about it, he's the starter right now. From what we saw in Week 1 and what we saw tonight, there is no way that Jeff Matthews and no way Jose, that Jake Waters, is grabbing the starting job away from Jeremiah Masoli going into week one. Why? Well, we saw what he did in preseason game number one. We saw what he did tonight. We saw what he did against the Ottawa Red Blacks. 
in the East Division Final had a heck of a ball game. This team believes in Masoli. Head coach Ken Austin, I get the feeling that he is a fan of him. I mean, here's a guy, let's not forget, who was on the Ticats practice roster. Not the injured list. He was on the practice roster pretty much for most of the season. Well, until Zach Caleros got hurt. Then he was the third stringer. And then he was the second stringer. And then he was the starter. And, yeah, he wasn't perfect, but I thought he did enough to warrant another look, especially in preseason game number one and two. So, without a doubt, he's the starter going into the regular season. The two other guys I thought played very well tonight, both on defense. Rico Murray, this guy was a beast when he was on the field tonight. Defensive tackle, interception, fumble recovery. The other guy, and I'm liking how he's looking, Jay Langa. couple of defensive tackles, two interceptions as well. And yes, I know it's only preseason. And yes, I know Ottawa didn't play really any of their starters tonight because they just played a preseason game on Monday. But still, a couple of picks in a ball game. That's something to hang your hat on. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on yourself. Thoughts on tonight's game? Your vote for player of the game. Well, hey, we could talk about regular season as well. That's just around the corner as the Cats open up in Toronto next Thursday. How do you think this Ticats team is going to fare this season? Are you kind of queasy with Zach on the shelf? Are you optimistic that the defense can play well, the offense can hold its own, special teams looks good, they can win more often than not? James is on the line. Good evening, James. Thanks for calling the fifth quarter. Hey, Rick. Hey, James. Go ahead. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Um, just a few thoughts about tonight's game. Um, I thought uh, Chad looked great. Um, even in the pregame warm-ups, he looks like uh, a 20-something. Um, <laughs> he's in great shape. Um, I think he'll be a real a real anchor, um, a real veteran presence going forward. Um, I think that's, that's going to be a huge pickup for us. Uh, with respect to going forward, um, obviously, without Zach, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of concerns. But uh, given uh, the poise that Masoli showed uh, tonight and uh, what he's carried forward from the off season, um, I think at the very least, he um, if he can just manage some games and if CJ can stay healthy, I think um, going forward. Um, We'll be all right. And I think there's going to be uh, a lot of players that will step up because there's been a lot of turnover, but I think, um, you know, there's a lot of new faces. Uh, I think Adrian Tracy is probably poised for a huge year. Um, and, uh, yeah, big up to Rico, too. Like, given all the injuries on secondary, I think, uh, you know, a player like uh, him would will be a real, um, a real difference maker and, uh, he'll be able to plug in anywhere like if someone goes down so without a doubt and all four guys that you mentioned chad owens cj gable jeremiah masoli uh adrian tracy we can add the fifth with rico murray i mean these these guys are key pieces to the puzzle especially cj gable who's not been healthy the last couple of seasons if they get a healthy cj that's only going to make masoli or whoever's at quarterback all the much better absolutely rick thank you very much hey do you have a player of the game nominee I'll give it to Chad. No no, uh, no ill will towards Chad. No grudges going forward. <laughs> I appreciate the call. Thanks, James. Thank you. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell is the phone number. i got to tell you that 
Chad Owens, and we'll hear from Chad because I talked to him earlier on in training camp, um, and his thoughts on the fan reaction not only when he signed with the Cats but now throughout training camp. Uh, so hear from him when we come back here. Again, your nominees for Player of the Game, thoughts on the game, thoughts on the upcoming season here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Hey, welcome back. 42-25, the final in favor of the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight as they maul the Ottawa Red Blacks. Maybe a little bit of revenge from last year's East Division final, although it doesn't taste as nice. Ticats would have loved to have gone to a third straight Grey Cup finale, but Ottawa got the better of Hamilton last fall in uh, this uh, Late spring slash early summer, the Ticats return the favor preseason style as Jeremiah Masoli and the Cats rumble to victory. Now that the season is about to begin, we know that Zach Kaleros is not going to be the starting quarterback for, well, who knows how long. How confident are you with having Jeremiah Masoli as the starting pivot right now? What's your confidence level at? We've seen him for... Well, two preseason games and a couple of playoff games in the last year. Other than that, though, it's been very mediocre, very pedestrian. Do you expect that kind of play to continue? Or have we seen uh, Jeremiah Masoli turn the corner and now he's figured it out? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Rick at 900CHML.com on Twitter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. As you chew on that a little bit, I had a chance to speak with Chad Owens uh, earlier on in training camp and uh, basically asked him, you know, how he is fitting in and how camp is going uh, here in Hamilton. Uh, it's going well. Um, having a lot of fun out here, learning, um, you know, and just, just gelling, with the, gelling with the guys. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, but it, it, it just kind of rolled naturally. Um, you know, I've had some relationships with, with some of these guys uh, prior, you know, off the field, and um, it it definitely doesn't feel like 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 a, a totally new environment, like I'm like a total culture shock or anything. It actually feels feels like I belong. So uh, guys have, have have welcomed me with open arms. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing, right? Every every team every year. It's a new team. Guys leave, guys get added. That's just the nature of the business, and um, I'm, I'm I'm very fortunate to have been one of the added pieces to this organization this year. And um, I, I just I'm just trying to do my part uh, in, in trying to help help win some games and ultimately try to get a championship, trying to get that Grey Cup. And they've been really close, <laughs> really close, and uh, you know. It's 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 a fun time to be to be a Hamilton Tiger Cat. When you first arrived, given the intense uh, rivalry between Toronto and Hamilton, were there any apologies from either side? Hey, you know, sorry, we beat you in that big game. You know, uh, whatever year. Apologies from as far as from yeah, who? Like guys apologizing to you. Hey, sorry, uh, that, sorry, that was, beat you on Labor Day. Or? More so from the fans. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I I used to hate you, <laughs> but now I'm going to cheer for you. Yeah. You know, and some people, some of them, are still kind of like, uh, you know, it's. So it, it is, defense, right? yeah, it's I, I I can understand that it's been so long. Uh, I've been on the other side, but you know what? I I just believe that if you're a if you're a CFL fan, you love the game. Uh, you know, whether you hated me or loved loved me, right? If you hated me, uh, I was doing something right. You know, you gave me a, that attention to hate me. So um, 
you know, now I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it to be on the other side here. And, um, you know, they got a great, fa you know, fan support. It's, it's amazing. Probably, probably the best in the league. And um, Tim Hortons Field is, a, is definitely a, a place that can be home. It is home field advantage for us. And um, I'm, I'm excited to finally, you know, be, be get, working to get a win there. <laughs> you talked about this team being, you know, so close in past years. And I know, you know, one, one guy doesn't make a team. But can you be an added ingredient to, to get this team over the hump, you think? I mean, I think everyone that's been added to this team this year, every year, you know, coaches and the guys at the top are trying to make those decisions to give you give themselves the best chance. You know, that, that's what that's what they're there for. So, uh, all the guys that were added this year, you know, is 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 in the hope of being the difference. Um, but we all, you know, what it comes down to is everyone buying in, everyone just doing their job and uh, doing it at a very high level, a professional level. And that's what I bring. Uh, I do have championship experience, uh, you know. And I, I, I've been on teams like in Montreal in 2009, you know, obviously Toronto 2012. Uh, but been in those locker rooms and and seen the, the the attention to detail and the the type of camaraderie that the players have and uh, the player to coach relationships. I've been there. I've seen it. Uh, so I, I kind of know how it should be and you know when I see that here I do I really do uh, and I, you know when, when there may come a time and place where I, I may be able to speak you know from experience and, and to help out but for now my role is to just learn as much as I can and and you know um, try, try to make a play you know when I get an opportunity to uh, not not play outside of what my capabilities are you know trust in the coaches trust in the guy next to me and, and, and believe in one another and, you know, just, just have, have fun doing it. Do you know if you're playing on Saturday? Uh, I'm not sure. That, that I'm not sure. Um, it's, uh, it's, that's yet to be determined, so um, we'll see. When you do eventually go back to Toronto, is it going to feel kind of weird? Um, yes and no. Uh, yes, because, yeah, I got, I got brothers on that team. No, because it's, it's BMO. It's not the Rogers Center. So it's it's a different. I've been saying this to everyone who's asked the question. It's a different feel. It's a, it's not going to be, you know, I've 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 done all my work in the Rogers Center. Um, so it's it's new for them. It's new for everybody. Uh, but you know, seeing seeing my brothers on the other side, you know that I'm sure, uh, you know, it's going to be good to catch up this week. But you know, week one is where it, it's it's going to be a lot more meaningful. Um, but uh, you know we'll see. I just focus one day at a time, and 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 you know that's where I'm at. Thanks for the time. Yeah. Chatting with uh, Chad Owens at uh, training camp, uh, a deep thinker, and uh, we'll try to lead the Tiger Cats deep into the playoffs or deeper into the playoffs this season. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin on email rick at 900chml.com. Ticats beating the Red Blacks 42-25 in preseason game number two. Let's go back to the phones and getting uh, his thoughts would be Milsey. Milsey, how are you? It's about time. I can't believe it. It's exhibition. I get it. 
But you know what? They didn't. They didn't bring out anybody. Their first stringers really weren't on the line there. And I get it. But at the same time, fans, we had a fantastic evening. Everybody there was just slapping it. We were we were really enjoying ourselves. Um, I looked at it and I thought to myself, it was just a fun night for what it was worth. As far as Chad Owens goes, went to went to a couple practices. Chad Owens is really embracing what's happening here in Hamilton. It was like I think he felt oh uh, I, I call it a slap in the face. Uh, I think Toronto owed him more than what they uh, gave him at the end of last season. He's been the face of uh, that team for a long time. He uh, left there. Hamilton offered him a contract. He's embraced it. And he recognizes that it's going to take a little bit of time, I believe, Rick, uh, uh, to really really grab him and, and see him as uh, the future Hall of Famer that he is. But uh, you know, are you talking about as are you talking about as a Ticats fan? Yes, I, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna love him uh, in Week One because he's going against the Argos and whoever plays for us, you want them to beat the other guys, right? Oh, for sure. So you you see all the fans like I've been going to a couple practices and some some of the fans and it disappointed me like you wouldn't believe uh, in his presence they were shouting Argos suck Argos suck and I thought to myself. That's really dissing a guy who's embraced this city, embraced his chance to play with black and gold. And I thought, come on, you got This guy at camp was a leader at camp. Mm-hmm. He showed them everything. He was getting guys to uh, step it up. On the sideline tonight, I was watching, and he was going around, and guys were, oh, it was nothing. But he was pumping them up as he was walking around. This guy is going to be a major influence on our team this year. Uh, we've lost a couple players. Uh, we're missing a quarterback to start this season. And he's embraced his new role as a leader after two exhibition games and a training camp. <laughs> well, you know, case in point, I was talking to Luke Tasker just last week, or actually earlier this week, about uh, Chad Owens' presence and what he has brought to the team thus far in, you know, uh, two and a half weeks of camp or, or a couple of weeks of camp, and he says his input thus far has been immeasurable. He has been absolutely outstanding and is and is really looking forward to spending an entire season with Chad Owens and, and just kind of soaking up all his knowledge. That's really exciting to hear because yeah. uh, any of the guys who on the offense in particular who get a chance to play with Chad Owens are only going to be better because of it. Without a question. Uh, who's your uh, player of the game tonight? Player of the game tonight, oh, man, you know what? I'm going to say Chad Owens. Okay. I thought for the brief time that he was out there, he was phenomenal. He was energetic, uh, made a couple good plays. Uh, one catch, unbelievable catch. The long bomb? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the touchdown afterwards, I thought that was nice. Yeah. He didn't get a whole lot of playing time, no. but I thought he really energized that team with with the uh, uh, plays that he had. No doubt about it. Milsey, thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the night. Take care. Thanks a lot. You got it. Milsey calling in on the fifth quarter here. Chad Owens' stats tonight, five catches, and this is limited action, really. Five catches, 98 yards, 
one touchdown. Now, 51 of those 98 yards came on one play. A Masoli bomb to Owens, who made a great grab and made another nice catch on the touchdown, although he was wide open and uncontested. But still, hey, you got to get into position. you got to get into position. And with Owens, Tasker, and Fantuz in the slot position, Spencer Watt and either Tolliver or Underwood at the other wide receiver position, there are weapons aplenty for Jeremiah Masoli or any other quarterback on this team to put points on the board. There's a bevy of weapons. We haven't even talked about C.J. Gable in the backfield either. It's still a very dangerous offense, even though they've lost Terrell Singfield, and even though my gut tells me that Brandon Banks is not going to be a feature guy in the offense, they'll sprinkle him in here and there, but for the most part, you got a lot of guys you can toss the rock to. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. I'm going to talk about tonight's 42-25 Ticats victory over Ottawa. I want to talk about the QB situation, some of the young guys on this team. Look forward to head to week one in Toronto. Let me know your thoughts. Brad has called into the show. Hey, Brad, how are you? Hey, Rick, how you doing? Good, thanks for calling. Hey, it was a good season. We got our season tickets first time this year. Excellent. And, uh, we really enjoyed tonight's game. Uh that new guy, Wolf. Trey Wolf. How about yeah. those backflips? You know, like, well, I, I, I'm i pretty sure Coach is going to go, don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to get hurt yeah. for no particular reason. But, yeah, he's, uh, boy, he was just in on every play, it seemed. You know, I really, he was really impressive. Um, seems like we got a bit of a running game going, too. Yeah, it's about time, eh? I think CJ's got a little competition there. There's a few guys there that, uh, Really stood out tonight. I, I, I got to take time to learn the names. <laughs> well, one of them's Ross Schuerman. He had 105 yards tonight. Quentin, yeah, Quentin yeah, Pointer had a 52 yard run. That was on the fake punt. Yeah. Uh, and Darrell Scott, who's more of a you know a, a, a put your shoulder down, run you over type of running back, at 23 yards, and Gable at 30. So, I mean, they spread it around and they were all effective. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. You know what you're up against. But, sure. Uh, you know, the, uh, the the first guy you mentioned there, Sir, sir uh, Ross Schuerman. Schuerman, yeah, he's uh, he, well, he's got some moves and he's got some speed. Yeah, he's you a know. big guy. Yeah, and uh, you were talking there about uh, Speedy, you know, being sprinkled in. Um, you know, I don't think they'll have to rely on him doing that so much anymore. Now they got uh, Owens in there. Um, you know, they they won't have to rely on Speedy so much because you know he's a little guy. Don't ever want to see any of our guys get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and then doing that, he, you know, it's, it's a likelihood. You want to use him where he's really good. Definitely. Uh, Owens is fitting in. He's really fitting in. He, he's he's uh, definitely pumped up about being here, you know. Uh, I'm sure it hurt his feelings, like many people have said, you know, that Toronto did what they did, but uh, their loss is our game. And, uh, you know, not, not to take away from uh, the guys that are out there playing, like Masoli and, and Matthews and that, but... Uh, just imagine what's going to happen when Zach gets back and you get a guy like uh, Owens out there that's willing to put his body on the line to get that catch. It was scary last year when he was on fire through the first, uh, well, 11 games. His team well, was, look at that one. His team was that eight and three. And a catch he made, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and Zach, he, he can rifle it in there. He'll put it in a hole that didn't exist. It's going to be exciting. Brad, who's your player of the game tonight? You know what? I'm going to go with Wolf. Okay. You know, uh, he's just. Yeah, he, he he's excited. You can see it in his eyes. He's excited to be out there. He loves making the plays. 
and uh, I think he's more than capable of making the plays. I think you could see him starting. Could be with their uh, their cornerback injury issues. Uh, he might uh, end up there. Brad, thanks for the call tonight. All right, Rick. You have a good one. We'll talk to you later. You too. Take care. Enjoy the uh, the remainder of training camp, which officially comes to end Sunday with final cuts, and then uh, game one of the regular season Thursday in Toronto as the Cats visit their arch rivals, the Argonauts. Quick note on Trey Wolf, a rookie out of Fort Valley State, 5'11", 189, and uh, one day shy of my birthday. He was born October 24th, 1988. But man, does he ever have wheels? And he can backflip with the best of them. He had a wicked touchdown celebration after scoring on that uh, fumbled or muffed punch that Ottawa had late in the first half that extended Hamilton's lead at 28 to 3. Let's take a quick break. We'll take more of your calls, your tweets, your emails. 905 645 3221, star 9900 on your cell. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email. On Twitter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. Fifth quarter brought to you by Wisdom's Law continues on AM900CHML. Hey, welcome back. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here, producer Luke Vermeer on the other side of the glass. We're taking your calls, your tweets, your emails here on uh, Hamilton's legendary postgame show. And I say that because, you know, we've been around for five decades now doing the fifth quarter or, or some version of a Ticats postgame show. And we're just going to keep on going because it's a lot of fun. I know the fans get a kick out of it. So uh, continue in with your calls, your emails, and your tweets. Email coming in from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. We always love talking to uh, Stephen or at least hearing from him. Uh, evening, Rick. Even though the score in preseason means nothing, it was great to see the Cats crush Ottawa. We'll look forward to seeing the first team players in the first season game, Week 1 versus Toronto. I thought Masoli in limited time looked good, but I also thought Matthews looked like deer in the headlights held the ball way too long, etc., etc. I was somewhat disappointed in his play. Player of the game goes to Chad Owens for not only what he did in tonight's game, but I saw him several times on Ticats TV going up to other players, high-fiving them on good play work. Uh, I believe Chad has something big to prove and glad we got him in black and gold. And last but not least, thank you, Ticats.ca, for live-streaming this game today. Yeah, cool initiative by the Cats, the live-stream for the especially the out-of-town guys and, and people who live really around the world who are not able to go to the stadium or watch the game on TV because they live you know, in another part of the world and, and are in a different time zone, obviously, and may not have the opportunity to flick on the tube and, um, and see how the Ticats are doing. So Stephen and the rest of the gang from out-of-town very much appreciate that. And, you know, mentioning Chad Owens, and Milsey talked about it, and we've had a few other people, and we heard in the interview that I did with Chad about how he's fitting in, and he's fitting in nicely because the guys on this team appreciate what he's already done. He's a great cup winner. He's a former MOP. He's a record-setting slot back slash kick return guy. He's done it all. So how can you not respect that, even though you've battled against him for so many years, um, competing against your arch rivals, your biggest nemesis. But lo and behold, Toronto doesn't want him anymore, and we say, yeah, thank you very much. We'll take him. Now, is he the same player as he was when he was 27, 28, 29? Eh, no. But I think he'll be pretty effective, more than effective this season, without a doubt, especially when Zach Caleros comes back, because now we're adding an elite-level quarterback to an elite-level receiving core. It's going to be fun to watch. 
905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Chad Owens leading the pack with four votes for player of the game. Brett Maher has one. Trey Wolf has one as well. You can email your vote as well, rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Zamprin. Back to the phones we go, and Debbie has called into the fifth quarter. Debbie, good evening. Thanks for calling. Hi. I um, enjoyed the game very much. Um, I feel very sad for Chad Owens um, in that he had to leave a team that obviously he poured his blood into. And I heard some of the comments that his coach, his ex-coach, made that his best days were behind him and not thanking him for his service or anything of any kind of gracious nature. So um, I just want to encourage the fans to embrace him because how lucky we are that their uh, bad choice of judgment will be our game. And he uh, was quite exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. And I think same thing with John Check. I think we have to give them a Hamilton welcome. I think once the regular season starts, especially, and we see – Chad Owens do his thing on offense, maybe even on special teams, and John Chick on defense. And both guys really weren't highlighted tonight because, let's face it, they had limited playing time. But when they score touchdowns and get quarterback sacks, fans are just going to naturally fall in love with these guys. Absolutely. I just uh, They just bring a level of excitement, and I, I just I really am, I'm making a sign for Chad next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Hey, Debbie, is Chad your player of the game tonight? I would believe so, yes. Chad, yes. Excellent. Bye. Thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of the night. Debbie calling in on the fifth quarter here. We always appreciate uh, your thoughts, your votes for players of the game. Don't forget, just before midnight, when we wrap things up, we'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night. Earlier on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHMLA, asked, how confident are you with having Jeremiah Masoli as the starting quarterback Right now, let's face it, Masoli's going to be the guy. Jeff Matthews, I think, did not do enough in the preseason and at training camp to warrant that starting job in week number one next Thursday at revamp BMO Field against your arch rivals, your biggest nemesis in the Canadian football years uh, league for decades and years gone by, the Toronto Argonauts. When you're facing Ricky Ray and a Toronto team that's starting the year at home in a new facility, they're going to be hard to play against. That is going to be an electric atmosphere. So the Cats are going to have to be at the top of their game. So how confident are we as fans in having Masoli as the starting QB right now? A couple of tweets came in. One from Wes. I'm okay for four out of five games. I think his confidence level is somewhat above average. Jimmy chimes in. I would love to see JM, Jeremiah Masoli, in four games. That gives enough time for Zach to come back strong. Mark writes... Glad the Caps uh, escaped relatively unscathed. Things seem different this year, more businesslike, hashtag impressed. Not really answered the question, but that's fine. This is a great tweet anyways. But April chimes in with not very in terms of her confidence level, but it's early. She also adds, I'm more concerned with the clueless refs. And there was a couple of strange calls here and there tonight. Steve on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, says uh, Chad Owens is his player of the game. Second... I think this is more tug-in-cheek, Cody Mandel. He had a rough night. Not a good night for Cody Mandel. His kickoffs were meh. His field goal tries, not very good either. Missed a 49-yard field goal. He did have a 61-yard punt single, but he also missed two extra points, and we're basically talking 32-yard field goals. He was wide on both of them. 
I think the coaching staff's going to look at that and say, I think by default, not even by default, Brett Maher has had a good training camp and has had two good preseason games. So I'll take the default comment off the table. He's earned the starting job. The question is, because he's not a Justin Medlock, because Brett Maher is not a an elite-level quarterback, and I say that because he hasn't done it for 10-plus years at a high level, do you put Cody Mandel on the practice roster just to say, just in case, we might need you down the road. Don't go anywhere. My gut tells me they'll just release him. I think they've seen enough. Uh, don't forget, if uh, you're thinking about going to next Thursday's game, you don't quite have a ticket, well, call up the Cat's Claws Fan Club, because yes, once again, they're putting on another bus trip next Thursday. It'll leave from Eastgate Square near the Sears. The bus leaves at 5.15 p.m. sharp for the bus trip to and from the game. So there's your designated driver for the night and a game ticket so bus trip and game ticket $65 you can get your ticket a couple of ways call Carol at 905-664-6117 that's 664-6117 you can also email Carol at C the letter C C Rose 2 the number 2 C Rose 2 at kojiko.ca again C Rose 2 at kojiko and I do want to say that I emceed the Cat's Claws uh, Fan Club Walk of Fame dinner on uh, Monday, and we had a blast. We had a blast at Carmen's. The food was great. The the guest speakers, or really the roasters uh, for Mike Morreale, who was this year's inductees, were awesome. Jeff White, who has been a lifelong friend of Mike Morreale, just had us in stitches. Rob Hitchcock was another... Uh, celebrity speaker, if you will, he was amazing as well. Uh, we had a we had a great time. So if you ever wanted to go to the dinner, and you're a Ticats fan, and you, you just want to have fun, and be out in a couple of hours, it's not you know a four hour drawn out affair. And the tickets are are pretty cheap too for the dinner you get and the entertainment you get. Uh, call up the Cats Claws, call up Carol or email her to say, hey, I want to be part of the fun next year. We'll take another break. Who's your player of the game? What do you think of tonight's game? We'll also hear from Ticats offensive lineman Brian Simmons as well. We'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night. Tune in for that as well before all is said and done. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Rick Samprin here. Luke Vermeer on the other side of the glass. It was a, a big-time Hamilton victory tonight, 42-25 to over the Ottawa Red Blacks. The Ticats really screaming out to a 28-3 to lead just before uh, Chris Milo tacked on a field goal uh, just prior to the half. Uh, but uh, really, the Ticats dominated tonight. And as expected, Hamilton did have a few more of their projected starters in the lineup compared to Ottawa, who really had none because they had just played a preseason game on Monday. And I don't blame Ottawa for not playing any of their guys because they basically know what their team is going to be made up of, uh, you know, which players are going to make up the roster. And, you know, tonight's game was basically a chance for them to see their depth, to see those bubble guys, to see who they want to 
keep around for the next uh, few weeks or, or several months or who knows, uh, depending on how they play, could be translate into a, um, a several-year career for some of these guys. Uh, still going to name our uh, fifth quarter player of the game and our fan of the night, so uh, stay tuned for that. You still have an opportunity to chime in on tonight's game or talk about the season ahead. Uh, whether you want to talk about Zach Caleros or Speedy B or anybody on the team, give us a call at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Zamprin. Earlier on at training camp, I chatted with... Um, Left tackle Brian Simmons, who was with the Cats last year, was traded Edmonton, won a Grey Cup, even though he didn't play in the big game, and is now back with the black and gold. So I asked him not only about, you know, that feeling of coming back, but battling against the younger guys, the younger Ticats in camp who want to take his job. Well, honestly, as I get older, I always try to tell myself I want to look as young as possible. So if you if you watch this practice and I'm, I'm not sure if you've been up there often or not. You know, I can't see you. I'm usually trying to be the first or second guy in each drill, running, you know, trying to look young. And just, you know, I know it's like I know what my body needs to be at what time in certain parts of camp, whereas, like, some of the young guys, they might not know that. But at the same time, you got to be true to the game. I'm helping them. You know, we're competing, but I want them to learn and know plays as well because with the offensive line, it, it really is a – it's a herd, you know. It's all about one. It's not about individuals. So it's like it's kind of give or take. You know, you want to obviously do better, but at the same time, you want to help them as well. It's a double-edged sword, really. Yes, exactly, exactly what it is. Because I mean, you might help a goddess, you know, like Willie Rofe or something, and he come beat you out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know. Do, do you feel your age? No, I don't. I uh, I feel honestly, I feel like I could play for at least five more years at a dominant level. If I will play that long, who knows? But I feel like I could. Um, I feel fine. Um, rhythm is getting in. Technique is fine. And I mean, I didn't play a lot last year, so I basically started my off-season training as soon as the season ended. So I've been waiting for this, and you know, camp has been well for me so far. Talk about coming back and the dynamic of, of coming back to this team. Um, I mean, like I said, everyone knows I have a love for Hamilton, the city itself. So I'm happy to be back here. Um, winning a great cup last year with Edmonton. It really, I mean, it was nice. But as soon as I won, I was just like, like, damn, it would have been nice to, to bring to do this for Hamilton, you know, because it's, it's just a great feeling. It, the whole city, the morale of the whole city is just lifted. And I, I would love to do that for Hamilton. So I, I'm very excited to be back. And, you know, and it's always nice to be somewhere you're familiar, be around staff that's good. I feel like the staff we have here, you know, with Coach Austin and Berkey, the assistant manager, I feel like we have one of the best staffs in the league. Really do. Don't want to take anything away from what you guys accomplished in Edmonton, but would it feel a little more fulfilling to win a championship here, given that you know you spent the bulk of your CFL career here, you know the guys? Oh yes, it would. And like I said, I and after in Edmonton, uh, being actually going out there actually made me a better player because I got to see how someone else does things, and I see why Chris Jones, Coach Jones, is very successful in what he does. So, but back to what you were saying, yes, it, it would mean a lot to win one here because I didn't play in that great Cup game. I got the ring, you know, got the check. Oh, that's nice. I want my name to be on the trophy. That's what I want. You know, I want to be a part of history. So, I, of course, it would mean a lot more if I was a winner as someone that's actually playing in it versus someone that's just on the 46. Mm-hmm. Talk about uh, competing in the two preseason games. I'm not sure if you're going to get to play, but what, what's your I mindset? Oh, you will be playing. Okay, yes, so what's your mindset going into that game? Uh, you know, I'm just – I think this will be the first time since my rookie year that a preseason game hasn't felt like a preseason game. In my mind, this would be a game for me. Because uh, I'm not going to sit here and say I have anything to prove, but 
I know there's probably some question marks about me after what happened last year. And within myself, I know I'm I'm still a good player. I feel like I'm in my prime still. And I'm just really going to go out there and show it. Have a great game, great fundamentals. And just, you know, like I said, make sure my teammates are where they need to be because I can have the greatest game in the world of the four, you know, playing like, you know what, and it's not going to help the line at all. Does it mean anything more that it's against the Argos as well, you know, provincial rival just down the highway in New Stadium? Uh, not really. No, I wouldn't say it means anything more. I will say um, I'm excited to play in the new stadium. Uh, I've been past it a few times in the offseason, and it looks beautiful. So I'm excited to play there. I really am. Thanks for this. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Thank you. In discussion with uh, Brian Simmons earlier on at training camp, as you can tell, very excited, enthralled. He wants to get the season started, and uh, he's going to be a, a key part of that offensive line and you know knock on wood hopefully those guys stay healthy because there have been some injury concerns over the last number of years not only with the O-line the the whole entire team but O-line especially with uh, Masoli or Matthews back there until Zach comes back and especially when Zach comes back that O-line's got to step up when we come back we'll name our uh, player of the game and our fifth quarter fan of the night as well you're listening to the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML yeah, breaking down Hamilton's 42-25 preseason victory over the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, the Ticats will go 1-1 one and one in this preseason and now off to Toronto for the start of the regular season on Thursday, June 23rd, a 7.30 start at the revamped BMO Field. And don't forget, you can hop on the bus with the Cats Claws Fan Club for 65 bucks. Bus trip to and from the game and a ticket to the game for 65 bucks. Call Carol at 905-664-6117 or email crose2 at kojiko.ca. Thanks to uh, all our callers tonight, Adam, Darcy, James, Milsey, Brad, Debbie, all our emailers as well. We do have another tweet from Claudio saying that the starting quarterback should be Jeremiah Masoli. Played very well in the pocket, threw the ball with a lot of confidence and drove the offense down the field. Our fifth quarter fan of the night is Debbie, and this is what Debbie had to say. Debbie, good evening. Thanks for calling. Hi. Um, I enjoyed the game very much. Um, I feel very sad for Chad Owens um, in that he had to leave a team that obviously he poured his blood into. And I heard some of the comments that his coach, his ex-coach, made that his best days were behind him and not thanking him for his service or anything of any kind of gracious nature. So um, I just want to encourage the fans to embrace him because how lucky we are that their uh, bad choice of judgment will be our game. And he uh, was quite exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. And I think same thing with John Check. I think we have to give them a Hamilton welcome. I think once the regular season starts, especially, and we see – Chad Owens do his thing on offense, maybe even on special teams, and John Chick on defense. And both guys really weren't highlighted tonight because, let's face it, they had limited playing time. But when they score touchdowns and get quarterback sacks, fans are just going to naturally fall in love with these guys. Absolutely. I just uh, They just bring a level of excitement, and I, I just – I really – I'm making a sign for Chad next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Hey, Debbie, is Chad your player of the game tonight? I would believe so, yes. Chad, yes. Excellent. Bye. Fan of the night, uh, Debbie. Uh, thanks uh, to calling in, uh, Debbie, and uh, some great points on not only Chad, but John Chick 
as well. Email from Alan. Hey, Rick, I think we played well overall. I'm feeling good about the year. I think if we can have a good running game and Masoli can keep poised in the season and our kicking has been going well, I think we should be fine. Chad Owens is looking great on offense. I thought that running back Ross Schurman played well in there. Rico Murray was awesome at linebacker. If we can win five out of nine games or more by Labor Day, I will be happy. That email from Alan. Yeah, if this team wins five games by Labor Day, I think that would be a plus. You got Toronto, BC, Winnipeg, Montreal, Edmonton, Winnipeg, BC, and uh, Saskatchewan, then Calgary. Then you have Labor Day. I think five is doable if the offense plays well, and so does the defense, and of course, the special teams. Our player of the game tonight, voted by you, the fans, is Chad Owens. What a debut for Chad in a limited role. Five catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown. A good debut, and I am suspecting more to come from Chad and this uh, high-octane Tiger Cats offense. we got to run. Thanks to all our calls, our emails, our tweeters. For producer Luke Vermeer, my name's Rick Samprin. We will be back next Thursday after the Ticats tangle with the Argos at BMO Field in Toronto. You've been listening to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML.